What's up, Terriers? Welcome back to our second episode of our multicultural series. Um, just a reminder, this Friday is our multicultural fair, so hope to see you there. And on this podcast, we invited Annabelle. We're going to ask her some questions about her culture. And just to start it off, what is your ethnicity? So I'm Indonesian, and further than that, I'm half Batak, quarter Javanese, quarter Manado. Wow. Yeah, we have a mix. I didn't know what any of that means, but that sounds cool. It's like <laughs> further tribes um, in Indonesia. So oh, that's, wow, that's awesome. Just curious, have you ever traveled mm-hmm. to Indonesia? Yeah. That's awesome. Do you go often? Do you have family there? Yeah, we try to go at least once a year. I went there last summer after COVID. It was oh, so nice. Good. I'm that's sure that was super nice. All right, so first question that we have for you is, is there any traditional dish um, in your culture that you make often or for an event or anything like that? I feel like one of the most common dishes is nasi kuning. Nasi means rice, kuning means yellow. Mm. It's like literally yellow rice eaten with like fried chicken, cucumbers, really fresh food. And it's so fulfilling like it's like comfort food oh that sounds really good yeah, i think rice is a is a, a staple theme, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah yesterday we had joyce on the podcast and she also had a traditional dish that had rice in it and that sounds really good um so our next question is what is an important holiday or event pertaining to your culture definitely independence day it's literally indo <laughs> oh, independence day <laughs> Um, pretty sure August 17th, it was when we gained independence from the Netherlands in like 45, I think. Yeah. Wow. It's awesome. Um, is there any traditional dress in your culture? Like something that you will wear um, just to represent it, I guess. Mm-hmm. Definitely for like weddings or like celebrations. There's a fabric called batik mm-hmm. and it's very colorful, a lot of patterns, a lot of dots. It's kind of abstract, but it's really formulated in a specific way. Um, by the way, it's made with like oiling, um, anti-wax. It's, oh, wow. Yeah. That's awesome. Definitely, definitely sounds interesting. Yeah, so our next question is, um, what is a fun fact, if you know any, what mm-hmm. is a fun fact about your culture? Um, Indos love to party, like, (laughs) within themselves. Like, I think every time I've been to an Indo celebration, there's always dancing, there's always singing, there's always something going on, and they usually like to find some reason to celebrate. Even if it's, like, the dumbest reason ever, they'll find one reason. Mm -hmm. I love that. I feel like yesterday we were just talking about how a lot of different cultures, they like to come together and Mm -hmm. celebrate with one another. And Joyce was saying, like, um, Nigerians, they're, you know, extravagant. They like to be together, have parties. Very passionate. Right, exactly. Mm -hmm. And I love that it's similar to um, Indonesian culture. Yeah. Yeah. So what is your favorite aspect about being a part of your culture? I love the language. I love like walking and hearing like my people because it's like I feel like we live in such a diverse area. Like I don't know who you are, but the moment I hear you speak or make a reference, it's like really funny, especially if I'm like in public and I hear Indo people and they don't know I'm Indo and Mm -hmm. I understand everything (laughs) they're saying. But yeah, I also think our language, um, it's very expressive. Mm. Like a lot of Asian languages you'll find are either super quiet or they're really loud, sometimes obnoxious, but it's not necessarily us trying to be loud. It's kind of just the emphasis on our words. Like that's how our language works. So yeah. That's interesting. 
Very yeah. interesting. Um, are there are there any major differences that you see come like from compared from like America to Indo? Yeah, I had a really big cultural difference. Um, going into Indonesia, the religion is primarily um, Islam. Mm -hmm. There are no dogs anywhere, anywhere, and it's because they kind of like worship cats because that's like the main animal. Mm -hmm. And so when I went, there were only cats on the streets. Mm -hmm. And my mom always makes a joke like, oh, there are no dogs because they like, they off them. And I'm like, <laughs> oh, interesting. <laughs> but yeah, no, I also think that um, Indonesia, pride and religion is really important. Mm -hmm. Whatever religion you are, yeah. um, every Indonesian I meet, even if they're not Muslim or they're not Christian, they're always a religion. And it's because I think Indonesian people have a really good sense of purpose mm -hmm. and what they want to do in life and what leads them, whether that's like religion or their right. career, they always have a drive and like yeah. determination. And I always find that in every individual, whether it's myself or my family or my friends, like we always have a purpose. Mm -hmm. That's amazing. Mm -hmm. Do you think that mindset comes from the culture itself or because religion or a career is so... Um, heavily like I don't know important mm -hmm. in the society I think it's definitely both and I think it becomes even stronger especially when um, Indonesian Americans immigrate to America mm -hmm. they kind of have to reevaluate their mindset and their morals and it honestly makes us stronger because mm -hmm. we are different and we're different not just from American people but the other ethnic people right. in this country and it helps us set ourselves apart from other people and also like strengthen who we are I love that. Yeah. Learning resilience through your experiences. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's awesome. So, like, yeah, what I'm hearing, are you, I'm guessing you guys are very, like, family-driven, like, yeah. really together. Mm -hmm. Are, you, are your parents, are they really strict on you? Like, they want the best for you? No. I mean, they do want the best for me, but it's really surprising because compared to other either Asian families or Indonesian families, my parents um, have always, always, like, put what their children want first. Wow. And... I like realize like I have a lot of privilege, not just like, like not just in society, but compared to other people. Mm -hmm. And I think it's because they immigrated from Indonesia to America. Like they saw the cultural differences. They saw what was right morally and wrong compared to just what their culture taught them. Right. And so it's kind of disappointing to see how, um, how I'm kind of put first compared to other people in their families, even though we're the same, but at the same time, like, I could never be more grateful for my parents to immigrate here and have me. And also because they took the time to understand culture here. Mm -hmm. They aren't, like, they aren't stuck up about what they learned growing up. And they really take the time to be educated on every single thing here and in what they even don't understand. Dang, that's awesome. That's, yeah, that's amazing. <laughs> and I feel like we hear so many stories about, you know, parents who have um, immigrated and... And then their children are such hard workers because they, they've seen the sacrifices that their parents mm -hmm. have made. Yeah. Um, and even my mom talks about it where she works um, teaching students um, at the doctoral pro program. And a lot of those students have immigrated from other countries and they're the hardest workers she has ever you know, seen while the others who have had immense privilege um, and living in the U.S. haven't. So it's really interesting to hear your experience, and I'm glad that you could share that with us. Thank you so much, Terriers, for listening to our second episode of this multicultural series. We hope you enjoyed, and stay tuned for our next episode. Hope to see you guys at the Multicultural Fair this Friday. Keep it classy.